Hello readers, welcome back to another episode of the History of Crows podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about Happy Place by Emily Henry. If you listened or if you saw me talking about my readings of this year, then you know I read this book back in January and it was so good and I really want to talk about it. Uh, my story with Emily Henry began last year when I read Book Lovers as an arc. In fact, this is an arc as well, obviously. Um, I want to take this opportunity to thank Penguin Random House International for the free book and yeah, for supporting supporting my work. And oh my god, I just love Emily Henry so much. Okay, so I read Book Lovers and I was totally obsessed back in, I don't know, April, May of last year. And Book Lovers packs in a specific kind of punch. You know, Emily Henry books is actually like, you're not gonna read a cute romance book. Like you think you're gonna read a cute romance book, but then actually you're in for, you're in to be destroyed in particular ways. So uh, the particular way that Book Lovers destroyed me, I loved. <laughs> I specifically particularly loved. Um, Book Lovers was also um, a favorite book of mine. If I'm not wrong, from last year. It was so good. It was so good. And also her books tend to... I mean, her first... No. I mean, I, th I don't know because I don't really know what people we meet on vacation is about. It's the only one that I don't know nothing of. But I feel like those three books revolve around people with books and bookish stuff like book lovers the other one is beach read and so it has book centered themes uh happy place straight a little bit away from that um so i did read book lovers and then during the summer i tried to pick up um beach read but however as i said emily henry packs an emotional punch and in the case of beach read uh, the book discusses a lot of grief and that subject was a big triggering for me because it was it was dealt in a very good way, don't get me wrong, but it was triggering for me at the time, you know, for personal reasons, this, this was a subject that I, I used to love reading about grief when I was younger, like when I was a teenager. And now that I'm somebody who experienced grief, um, and then it, it kind of recent, you know, in kind of recent terms, you know, I prefer not to, I'm not ready to dive into this kind of emotional punch of the stories yet, but it was an, a lovely book, but I had to stop reading because it was triggering me. So, and, and people we meet on vacation, I haven't even tried reading yet. Eventually, so I think I'm going to end up reading it this summer. Um, because then I got the art for Happy Place early January, which is great because Happy Place is such a summer book. I mean, all of her books are really summer books, if you stop to think about. They're super summer books, and I love this feeling. I love that. Um, summer is amazing. Summer is my favorite season. And I read Happy Place, like, in early January, so it was super cold. And, like, my mind, my mind was in a happy place. <laughs> I'm sorry for this fun. I had to do it. But my mind was in a happy place because I was reading this book and it's so great. And so what we have in this book is Harriet and she's the narrator 
you know, one thing, I mean, I read only one book full and the other only like half, but one thing that, I mean, I'm not a fan. I wouldn't say that I prefer to read books that are dual pops. But with Emily Henry, she makes me wish for a dual pop, even though we don't get a dual pop. We only get, like, we usually only get a female pop. That's what happens to book lovers. That's what happened in Beach Breed, as far as I read. And that's what happened in Happy Place. And it's okay. I mean, it is okay. But it makes me wish for a, ma a male pop. And in this case here, we have this couple, Harriet and Wynne, who are the perfect couple. You know, they met in college. And they had this group of friends, you know, so they were friends first, actually. Oh God, that, that, that's great, actually. I love friends to lovers. They, they were like a super group of friends who always vacationed together in like Maine. Maine in the summer is something so special to me. I've never been to Maine, but it, it, I've read so many stories that are centered on summers in Maine. Yes, I'm thinking about it 100%. But it has a feeling to it. And so that there's a cottage which belongs to one of their friend's uh, parents. And they always used to go there. So they have like this emotional connection to this place. And yes, this place also happens to be the happy place for the narrator, main character, Harriet, which chef's kiss. And they have a lot of these memories of various summers where they spent in this cottage. And this is just such a good concept. I love stories centered around, like, I, I, I have to say that one of my favorite tropes ever, like all of the time, of all time, is definitely found families. I am a sucker for found families. And this book has found families, but also this book um, like I said, it's in the summer. I love the summer. and But the way that it treats the summer and the way that it treats this house and this special town as this happy place is also so pure. And it's also like, it really got to me because I don't always, oh, you always have these special memories of summer. Like summer, you know, specifically in this terms of like vacationing and having this like this summer house, like that is such a comfortable it's a comfy, it's a cozy thing. And so I was very emotionally attached to this book very quickly. Um, Emily here also has this ability to create these characters that feel super real. And this happened with all the books that I read by her. And here is no different. Um, but I didn't felt like I really wanted to know uh, the male character is called Wynne. And I really wanted to read his point of view. Like, I really wanted to know, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts on this? You know? And that was good. Like, she made me crave for more. And, and anyway, they have been together, like, for ages. Because these group of friends, like, they've been together. They've been friends for, like, a decade. To college and stuff. They live together in dorms. It's a, it's a whole thing. And through that, Harriet and Wynn ended up becoming a couple. They dated, and then, I, if I'm not wrong, they also ended up uh, getting engaged. But, they broke up. They broke up six months ago. And, then, and they haven't told a single one of their friends. Because, you know, 
life was just busy and messy and they didn't have the time and you know since they became friends first and they were entangled with this group of friends they were afraid of ruining everything and that's just like it really it really you really get the emotional uh appeal of that because it's just like okay i get it i get it like um they have these other friends which are uh sabrina and i mean uh, harriet is best friends with sabrina and cleo cleo i don't know how to say that um and like the three of them the three girls and then they became friends with Wynne and Parth. Parth is just a weird name. Uh, Parth is actually a boyfriend to Sabrina. And then Cleo, Cleo is now happily dating another girl called Kimmy, which joined the group later, but it's not super part of the group. And and so like their dynamics are so intertwined and like they have so much shared history that you know. Harriet and Wynn just didn't want to break that, you know? And, you know, it starts like that and you're just like, okay, I'm in for something, but... And then, then they, they decide that they're not going to tell that uh, right at... They, they get invited again to, to Summer and, like, they're kind of tricked because Harriet didn't know that Wynn was going to be there and Wynn didn't know Harriet was going to be there. And they're like, oh, we haven't joked that we broke up and now we're here together, all the six of us. And, but then Sabrina tells that her father is planning to actually sell the cottage in Maine, which is the happy place. So that it's going to be like your last summer together. And, and this is just so sad. Like, this was really an emotional punch right there of like things ending, cycles ending this era, this chapter of their lives is about to end. And so within this shock of this news, like Harriet and Wynne decide that they don't want to disturb anything more than it's already being disturbed. So they decide that, okay, we're going to pretend we're still together just for this week, just for this trip. And so like, it, you have like sort of a fake dating thing, but like they are for their friends, they're actually together. So it's a whole, it's a whole thing, you know? Like, you have to kiss and touch your ex, but your friends don't know that he's your ex. And this book touches on a lot of themes, like these themes of growing up and of... Like, just this concept of, like, things change, like, life goes on, things changing, and, like, sometimes these meaningful chapters need to be closed. And that doesn't mean like everything is gonna go wrong and they're not gonna speak again or travel again or be together again. It's so, so powerful. Like there was genuinely some couple of scenes at the end of this book that I was crying because it's such a really deep on these aspects of uh, changing and like finding yourself again. Like I feel like one of the things that I enjoy the most about reading these stories that feature characters that are like in their 20s late 20s to early 30s is that this is a time period that although we don't i mean i know that this is on uh recent fiction but like 
for many years, you know, the boom of like, yeah, fiction. So like, you always have these stories centered around like teenagers becoming this young adults, you know, becoming, going to college, these early 20s, which is a very emotional and important phase of people's lives. But since I'm now closer to being on my late 20s and early 30s, um, when I when I read about the dilemmas and then the anxieties and the fears and then the discoveries and changes and growth that people on this age um, face, it's so much more relatable to me. And I feel like Emily Henry is a good, good, good writer on portraying that. You know, a lot of what 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 touched what what talked to me a lot in book lovers was the the general like the feeling that Nora had towards her life. And it's the same here with Harriet, you know, she's just trying to find herself. She's just trying to become like who she's supposed to become in this new phase of her life. And I was just obsessed. Like I, I might say that I wasn't as obsessed, you know, about her and Wynn as a couple. You know, I was totally obsessed with Nora and Charlie as a couple in Book Lovers. Um, 100% like I shipped them so hard. But with Happy Blaze, I feel like the point, it's not as much the couple as it is the whole the whole thing, you know, the friendships. And even the friendships between Wynn and Harriet, you know, more than the aspect of them being lovers and partners. And but the general like feeling of these friends that grow with you in life and it was so good like it was really so good this book really was good I feel like you know the fans and whoever I mean the Emily Henry fans are in for a treat guys this is real like it might be it might be her best work yet and I speak like that in regards to like her craft and her writing and the way that she constructs these characters and develop their relationships and their growth like this is so good she does it so well like i feel like this is her best work yet honestly but i mean it's so good it's so 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 good like a uh, five star didn't even have to think too much about it um it wasn't a favorite for me because I think I was comparing it to the terms of book, what Book Lovers was for me as a favorite. But it is such a good book. 100% like, as I said, like, if you like fond family like me, you're in for a treat. Like, fond family fans, guys, come on, let's get together. This is the book, fond family. But like, if you have, if you are invested in like these deep emotional friendship narratives, this is so good. And, you know, I feel like there's sort of a theme here. Um, I read this book in January and in February I read Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zabin. And it also touches a lot on friendship and like the type of friendship that feels like family, which again, fun family, but this so deep friendships that like are visceral. And I really like reading about this in fiction. I feel like this is a good, if, if this becomes like a trend, in current fiction, then I'm in for it because it's so good. But I don't know if this review is making any sense because usually when a book, when a book makes me kind of emotional like that, sometimes I don't know how to speak properly about it. 
but I just know that Happy Place was such a good read. Like, I, I was obsessed with it, like, if I'm not wrong. I read it in, like, two days or three at the most because it was so damn good. And I didn't want to stop reading. And I recommend it 100% to all the Emily Henry fans. But, like, even to the people who have never read Emily Henry, I feel like this is a good way to start, you know, her... I mean, hopefully, when you when you think when you think about an author, you want to believe that with each release, they're gonna be more mature and gonna hone their crafts and you know better their writing. And so, if you if you take like the latest release compared to like the first, it's gonna have um, a growth and evolution. I'm not saying that a de that debut cannot be perfect. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that usually, if we pick up the recent release by someone. We have the most chance of encountering the author at their most finest. And so, I mean, that is the case with Emily Henry. I feel like this is her best book yet. And so, if you've never read it, I would definitely recommend. But if you're also a fan of Happy Place, I mean, if you're, if you're, also, if you're also a fan of Emily Henry, then oh god, you're in for a treat. I feel like people are really, really going to love it. And I cannot wait for people to start talking about this book. I'm really, really excited. Like, gener generally, when I read an arc that I really love and I have to wait a while before it comes out, I'm like, oh, God, I have no one to talk about this. I have no one to freak out. Like, I cannot even see, like, Instagram posts or, like, TikToks talking about this book because no one's read it yet. I feel, like, so alone. But it's almost there now. It's going to come out in April. And so, yeah, I hope people love it as much as I did. And thanks again to Penguin Random House International. Um, if you've listened this far, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.